This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 169. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. almost didn't happen. And let me tell you why. It's because, seriously, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my sound mixer. And I have just spent two hours updating my computer, watching YouTube tutorials, and I don't know what I've done, but magically it's working. Hi, I'm Ramona Rice, the host of the Spapreneur Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me today. And it's actually kind of appropriate that I've had this kind of frustration because it reminds me that as the CEO of my companies, I really shouldn't be worrying about the hardware aspect of this. And that's why I'm talking about our topic today, 21 things that you should consider either outsourcing or delegating in your business. Even my spapreneurs of one, there are several items in here that you can outsource or you can delegate to somebody else to help you have more CEO time in your business. Before I do that, I want to mention that I am taking applications right now for spapreneur mastermind and spapreneur private coaching. Both include my unlimited um, education library, both include monthly masterclasses, both include group coaching. Um, the private coaching obviously is for those who have a very specific issue um, and need to spend six months to a year with me one-on-one -on -one working with each other. But if you've ever felt like, okay, the advice I get on this podcast is absolutely fantastic, I would love to work with Ramona, then head over to spapreneur.com and click the work with us button and sign up for a free call and we can chat about it because I like to interview all of my spapreneurs before they join my communities. But I would love to have you as part of our crew. All right. So 21 things you should outsource. Well, 22 for me is number one, all my podcast equipment uptake. Um, I actually, it's funny. I do delegate a lot of my stuff out. Um, you know, for this podcast, for example, now I have the lovely um, Savannah who is doing all of my show notes and marketing for the podcast. God bless her. Um, Joel Sharpton, of course, has been my podcast editor for years now. He is absolutely a doll. And I do that because my area of expertise is actually talking to you about running your businesses. It's no longer actually doing the blog post or, or doing podcast editing. I can do those things. I can do those things fairly well, but it's not my zone of genius. I've hired people who this is what they do. This is what their love affair is, and they're excellent at it. So that, that's step number one is realizing that there are some things you're just really bad at. And that's okay because you're really good at something else. And so it's important for you to learn the things you need to delegate. So these are the 21 things, no particular order. But I want you to really consider um, putting together a plan so that sometime in 2022, it's just around the corner, you get a few of these things off your plate so that you can have more time to a build your business or even better, take a vacation. Here we go. Number one, cleaning. Now I put this number one because I hate cleaning. I hate it so much. In fact, I'm about to put my house on the market. Um, pray for me, y'all, that this by the time all these episodes get out that it's well on the way, but I am putting my house in the market and I've recently contacted the people who handle my rental house. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to, um, 
I do not want to deal with the cleaning of my house. So I'm going to hire professionals to do that. Same thing with the day spa. If you are kind of like me and we don't notice cobwebs and we don't know dusting and we don't know those kind of things, hire someone to do that for you. Even if it's just a once a week deep clean and you do the in-between stuff, because there are still days where, yes, I'm having to scrub a toilet or I'm having to vacuum. And that's okay. I don't mind doing that. That that is not worth us beneath you. It's just that there are other things I should and can be doing. So we have someone to help with that. So cleaning, it could be a once a week clean. It could be a monthly, really good deep clean. It could be, again, a daily assistant. That's what we finally have gone to because we're so busy. But it's important to get that out of the way because, you know, you may spend an hour a week cleaning. Well, that's an hour you could take another client or you could put together a marketing plan. So just something to really consider about. So number one, cleaning. Number two, laundry. In this business, I swear we keep Tide detergent in business. We must with the amount of laundry detergent we use. And so we switched to a laundry service. Now it is expensive. And we are looking actually because we use so many sheets at bringing back some of the stuff in house um, and doing some cost comparison. But even if you just laundry, you know, every other week out would save you a ton of time. I remember actually my mom used to delegate that laundry to my sister and I. She'd bring home in like plastic trash bags, never used for trash, um, rolling trash bag, all of her sheets. And we would be at home washing them while we watched TV. Did we get paid for that? No, um, because that was the cost of being the kid of a person starting a business. But you know, that laundry, it, it's time and it's effort. Not on y'all, but getting my staff to do laundry is like, you know, making a child who doesn't want to eat Brussels sprouts eat Brussels sprouts. It's painful and unnecessary because there's another way to it. So just, just seriously, laundry. Okay. Number three, restocking, restocking supplies, restocking retail items, restocking, you know, other things. So, you know, and this is something you can easily do. So I know a lot of you don't like using, for example, Amazon because you don't like their corporate practices. I get that. But sometimes an entrepreneur has got to do what an entrepreneur is going to do. And that means subscribe and save. Say has saved me a ton of time with certain items that I need for my family, I need for my business, and it comes magically once a month, twice a month, every six months, whatever I need. Things like clarinet reads. My child needs clarinet reads. I don't want to have to go to a specialty store to get those. I'm just going to order my Amazon. Um, you know, or if you don't want to do that, you can pay for Instacart. Instacart will go to, for example, Sam's Club or Costco, and they will bring you the things. Yes, you have to pay a fee for that service, but you know what? It's worth it because that fee is going to be less than you taking the time out of your day to go. Plus, it's likely that you're not going to spend as much money if you're not in the stores because those sample ladies cannot find you. You know what I'm talking about, Costco people. So think about that. Restocking too. Things like, you know, um, making sure like your, your retail inventory is stocked up, toilet paper, tissues, all that kind of stuff. I have a team that does that for me. I'm not the one counting if we need tampons. They just tell me we need them and I arrange for them to be ordered. But that's something that you can automate more. Speaking of counting, inventory number four. So you need to have an inventory, especially if you have retail items that are um, things that you buy that you're going to then resell or if you're making products, you need to keep a tight inventory inventory. That's a variable cost that can add up super quick if you not tighten the inventory. There's a term in retail called shrink, and that's really for products that either A, become damaged and you can't sell, or someone has stolen. And so that's why inventory is important. You should, if you have retail items, you should be doing inventory once a week. Just a quick inventory. You should have a CRM system that keeps track of it. So when you sell it, it's like, okay, boom, it's done. Great, go. And that way you know what's actually selling in your business and when you need to rebuy it. So for example, I've mentioned this product several times, Cosmetic. Um, that's cause 
the plus sign medic. It is a CBD menthol cream. I cannot keep it in stock. I swear the clients are eating the stuff. And so we are constantly having to reorder that. So it's one of those things we got to keep on top of. Also, if you have a really good distributor, they're often going to know what you're buying and what you need to order. And they're going to call you and say, hey, you know, you buy a lot of this. Are you sure you want to restock? So so make those. Um, so that's a way to delegate without having to put somebody on charge of it. So lots of different ways for there. Um, number five confirmation calls or calling back clients, all those kind of call things, you can delegate and you should delegate to someone else. I'm a firm believer in the first hire you should make is not necessarily another practitioner. It is someone to manage your front desk. Why? Let's use it for this example. Optometrists, dentists, doctors in general, in their offices, do they ever run their front desk? No. Because they're doctors, optometrists, they're busy, right? They're seeing patients. By them not doing the front desk, what it does is it is almost like a line of, okay, I can listen to that doctor because he's not selling to me. Instead, he's trying to fix whatever I came in for, trying to improve whatever I came in for, that sort of thing. It's where I get to the sales desk. And I say sales desk because we all know what it is, where I'm like, okay, how much is this going to cost? But I'm at least able to gather the information from my doctor and come to the desk knowing that, okay, this is going to make me better. Same thing. The reason we have such a high, I think, percentage of retention is not only because I drill it into my massage therapist until they probably want to puke, but it's because of the front desk because they set them up, we finish them off. And so again, going back to the education of clients, you know, I know especially a lot of you spapreneurs do not like to sell to your clients and you don't have to if you have a front desk. So it's something I truly, truly believe in. Along with confirmation calls, someone checking clients in and out. That's number seven. That's number six, excuse me. And the number seven is gift card sales. Again, you should be spending your time either A, in the treatment room or B, working on your business, which means, guess what? You're not in your business selling gift cards. It doesn't mean that I don't sell a ton of gift cards. It just means that I am utilizing my priorities in a better way. Um, number eight, your website. For the love of God, stop using those free websites that the associations give you. They look like crap. They're not good for SEO. People aren't going to find them and you can't utilize all the tools available. Hire someone to build you a WordPress site. Why WordPress? WordPress is kind of like the thing. Um, it, it, think of it as effleurage. Okay. Every massage therapist knows effleurage. Hell, every um, nail tech knows effleurage. Every esthetician knows effleurage. Okay. It's those light flows. That's what WordPress is. WordPress is that platform where you build a website on. You can learn how to build a website or you can spend and it's and it, it can be inexpensive because I just redid my website and it was about five thousand dollars, but it's worth it because it's custom and it's exactly what I want. But there are also you can use Square, you can use Squarespace and Wix. There are other better options, but you should invest some money into this. And if all possible, you know, utilize somebody. Beth Patton is somebody I've mentioned many times on the podcast. She's Texas Beth for those of you who've been listening for a long time. But she actually um, has a company called Manatee Digital Media, and she actually builds websites for massage therapists. So if you want to support one of my spapreneurs, see her. She's great. Um, number nine, social media. 
Now, this doesn't mean that I think that you shouldn't, you know, do your social media because there's a certain aspect of your personality that should be part of it. But that doesn't mean you can't write these captions and then hire a virtual assistant to schedule them. Or, um, you know, you do it in a way where you borrow something like there's something called Jasmine Star's Social Curator where they send you captions. Or as part of my mastermind and my private coach coaching clients, they get 30 captions for me in images a month. So that's something they can just copy paste and move on and schedule. Um, you can also allow your staff to have access to the social media so it becomes more fun and stories and things like that. So just consider about that. Number 10, this is a big one, working with clients. That's right, I paused. Because for a lot of you, you're like, wait a minute, what? But if I don't work with clients, I don't make any money. Okay, here's the deal. I feel like I live a very successful lifestyle. I have not massaged anybody professionally since 2003. Yet I own one of the most popular day spas in Virginia, if not the country. Um, I can say it because how else would I know? Uh, seriously, you have to know what you're good at. And, and oftentimes, it's not necessarily working with clients in general. For some of you, you're like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But I still want to be in this business. Great. You can be a Ramona. Step out. Be a full-time CEO. Really build your business that way. For those of you who really want to specialize in something, stop taking the clients that you don't want to do anymore. So let's say you want to be a relaxation specialist, that that's where your heart is calling for. I want to relax stressed out people. Oftentimes that means you're probably not going to be that neuromuscular specialist, for example. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing saying that you can't be relaxed during a neuromuscular session. I'm just saying that's likely. Okay. So because of that, you may want to hire somebody in to handle those calls. Or for example, um, one of my spapreneurs, Autumn Hodak, she is the cutest, patootiest person on the planet. She's in Illinois. She's adorable. And she wants to specialize. She is an esthetician in Illinois who specializes in only acne cases. So when she gets someone looking for like, um, you know, aging beautifully, she's like, I'm not your girl. Let me refer you to somebody else. Or Autumn eventually can say, you know what, I'm going to partner with somebody and outsource that. So just because they, you can do something doesn't mean you should. That also includes client care. I can give a professional massage. I should not give a professional massage though because I'm not good at it. Instead, I've hired 30 people to do it for me. So that is um, number 10, working with clients. Number 11, graphic design. I love going to Canva just as much as the next person. It's super fun and easy. But for big jobs, I use a company called Brand Strong. By the way, none of the things I'm mentioning today do I get any affiliate links off of. So if you click the links, this is episode 169 of the podcast. Um, if you click any of those links, I'm not going to get any kickbacks for them. So if I recommend them, it's because I actually use it. So this is a company that's based out of Australia. They use um, Filipino and I believe Thai designers. And I've never had a bad experience from them. And they can do anything from website pages. I use them a lot for brochures, printables, things like that, because they just have a really clean eye. You fill out a form they they takes a couple of days and then they send you um, like three different proofs and you narrow it down to one proof and then you really work on that all of my brochures all of my printouts all of my everything for de-stress is is done through this company any of my cute handouts for spapreneur have been done by this company um, or for example if you're noticing some great new images for spapreneur that is done by savannah because this is what she does for a living so i'm not doing a lot of graphic design work anymore because guess what while i'm good at it I'm not great at it. It's not where my heart is calling me to be. And it's not where my business needs me to be. So I am outsourcing that. Number 12, payroll. Gusto Payroll used to be a sponsor of this podcast. Call them. ADP has never been a sponsor of this podcast, but call them. QuickBooks does payroll. There's a bunch of places that do payroll. There's probably a local place. If you have more than, say, three employees, it 
payroll services, payroll services, payroll services, payroll services. It will save you so much money in the long run because of the time saved, (laughs) just the time saved. So I'm telling you, please, please, please look into payroll services. Um, Number 13, this should be great. And that's chores at home. So if you're working full time, Mama Bear, guess what? And you you have babies at home, those babies need to get their asses to work. They can do things like sort laundry. They can do things like make their beds. They can do things like make their own lunches once they get old enough. Um, You know, they don't have to do all of the chore, but they can do some of the chore and they can lighten your load. Or you need to set aside money in your budget and have a weekly cleaning because you deserve it. It's nothing wrong with that because guess what? There's somebody out there. There are people out there. I watch these TikToks all the time of these amazing house cleaners and they love their job and they have all these concoctions and cocktails of making cleaning. And I'm like, yes. Yes, do that because you're fantastic at it. Hire someone else to do it and be done so that when you're off, you can be off. Same thing, I'm going to also lump in things like running errands. There's this great service called TaskRabbit. Utilize it, you know? Like, for example, if you buy IKEA shelves, uh, hire somebody to do it for you. You don't have to. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, actually, that you can hire out that doesn't cost a lot of money to hire out. It will save you time and money in the long run, but also it just saves your mental space for other things. So definitely that. 14, data Entry. So if you have any kind of data entry clients, soap notes, um, email address, that kind of thing, hire someone to do it. Again, your front desk team can, can handle all that if you want to. But you can also hire a college student. You can hire a VA to do this kind of thing for you. And, and they can help you out with this. Number 15, tax prep or an accountant. I will tell you, an accountant is one of the greatest things you can employ ever. Because it is the accountant that's going to tell you, hey, you've made too much money. Go spend some money on stuff and you can buy a $10,000 hydraulic table. That literally happened to one of my spapreneurs. Or it's an accountant that's like, hey, whoever did your taxes last time did it wrong and you now get all this money back. Or hey, or this or that. So just make sure that you get your research, find someone that works with you, but find a good accountant, y'all. Best money you can spend. 16, legal. You should not do your own legal anything. I don't care about legal Zoom. I think it's full of shit. I'm sorry. It scares the shit out of me. And also it's the guy that defended OJ Simpson. And I'm sorry. I know that he was deserved to have defense, but we all know how that turned out. Okay. Um, I love hiring a good lawyer. Um, we've had Corey Sterling on from Conscious Counsel. I've worked with him as a client. He's fantastic. There are other um, lawyers out there. You want to find somebody that's specific for what you're looking for. Like, for example, I was looking for somebody to help me with the um, trademark for Spapreneur. I have the copyright of Spapreneur. You know, I own the registered mark. And I hired someone to do it. It was about $5,000. It wasn't cheap, but it was worth it because I didn't have to do any of the work. And I own the trademark now. And now I get to pay, you know, $150 an hour for somebody to send cease and desist letters. I know I'm I'm kind of joking about this. And for some of you, you're like, okay, that's great, Ramona. I don't really need a lawyer. Yes, you do. If you run into any kind of contract situations, for example, if you're taking in clients and you're not having them sign a waiver of liability or terms of service, you can get screwed in the end. So it's really important, even if you just hire somebody to help you with those things, um, I highly, highly recommend. This is definitely something you want to outsource. It's not something you want to copy off the internet. We did a whole podcast episode about this. I shouldn't have to tell you, but I'm going to, again, don't. Um, do legal stuff DIY. Unless you really are a lawyer, then if so, you know, go for it. But if you're a lawyer and also massage therapist, what would you rather be doing? Just saying. Number 17, human resources. This one touches my heart so much. We had the most amazing human resources um, consultant person that worked with us, and she sadly passed away in April of COVID. 
And um, Julie Woodward is the name. And I kept wanting to get her on the podcast. We just never got around to it. But she helped with finding massage therapists, finding front desk people. She would help get the interviews. She would help um, make sure all the forms, like legal, like the government forms were signed. And she helped us create like handbooks and notebooks and things like that. I, I just, if you can find someone like that. And there are actually a lot of people out there who are HR consultants that are looking for, um, you know, jobs like this where it's flexible. So you want to find that. But yeah, definitely human resources, one of those areas where um, is definitely worth it to outsource or delegate. Um, number 18, computer support and IT. Boy, could I have used that today with my mixer. But seriously, you know, computers are one of those things you have to have one nowadays to work. I'm sorry. I mean, if you're managing to like do your business all on paper, well, good luck. Um, I'm surprised you're even listening to this podcast because you yes I'm surprised so that's number one so we have a person whose name's Dino mom has talked about it many times earlier in the podcast but when our computers go down that's who we call when our internet goes down that's who we call because he's our expert we have him on retainer and we do that because we have like seven computers in this place and it's important plus like our sound system and all this other stuff so it's really important to have somebody an expert that you can call not your husband not your kid, um, but somebody who's an expert in this to say, hey, can you help me figure this out rather than wasting like two or three hours on YouTube? Um, number 19, networking events. Yes, you can delegate these out or you can drop them entirely. So let's talk about this. So in DeStress Express, I am not actively looking for de-stress express clients as far as massage clients. That's up to the massage therapist. And yes, we do a good job with our SEO and our, you know, re reviews and all the other stuff. So if I go to a, a networking event, I'm not necessarily looking for new de-stress express clients. Do I find some? Of course, but I'm not looking for them. Instead, what I'm looking for is my next great hire of massage therapist. So if I don't think that I can find someone there, I'm not going to that event. Um, but I do give those opportunities to other people on my staff, or there's some things I just don't want to go to, but it's important we're there. Like, you know, a lot of times we'll donate to charities and things like that. I don't want to go to those events. So oftentimes I'll give those tickets to my staff. They love it. They have a great time and I get to stay home in my jammies. So there you go. Number 20, the full schedule method. That is my exclusive way of getting clients back in. I love doing the full schedule method and my team took it away from me and I'm still mad at them, <laughs> but it was the right call because I had other things I should be doing. So full schedule methods court is one email, one hour and one full schedule. We'll be having a um, new session of that coming up really soon. If you're part of the Spotpreneur Alliance group, I'll announce it in there. And if you're not part of the Spotpreneur Alliance are, uh, yet, why aren't you? It's a great group. And then 21, research. So for example, we're working on right now moving all of our forms online. So I've put it on Kristen to do a lot of the research. Now I'm helping too, but she's doing a bulk of it and it's really helpful. Or for example, um, she's doing research on um, finding out which candle supplier we're going to be doing our holiday candles from this year, that kind of thing. So research like that a lot of times I know at least for myself that if I start it, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of all kinds of places. So it's better to hand that off to somebody else and let them go down the rabbit hole. Um, so those are the 21 things. Let me summarize them again. Number one, cleaning. Number two, laundry. Number three, restocking. Number four, inventory. Number five, confirmation calls. Number six, checking clients in and out. Number seven, gift card sales. Number eight, website maintenance, development, everything to do with your website. Number nine, social media. Number 10, working with clients. Number 11, graphic design. 
Number 12, payroll. Number 13, chores and tasks at home. Number um, 14, data entry. Number 15, tax preparation and, and accounting. Number 16, legal services. Number 17, human resources. 18, computer support or your IT department. Number 19, networking events. Number 20, the full schedule method. And 21, researching for projects. I know that's a lot of lists. So let me explain what you should do. Listen to this episode a few times. Jot down the ones you're like, okay, if I could just get these like three to four off my plate, three to five off my plate, what would my life look like? Would it mean that you could leave early enough to pick up your kids after school? Would it mean that you could add that Pilates class or yoga class you want to? Would it be that you could squeeze in two more clients a week and that could make the difference between you being a six-figure business or a five-figure business? Um, These are the questions you have to ask you. And before you say, oh, but all this stuff's so expensive, this is what the real challenge is. If you know what your true hourly rate is, and that is how much you make an hour when you're actually doing services or doing the actual job you're supposed to be doing. So let's say you are a massage therapist and you are um, in the treatment room. And let's say after like supplies and room costs and everything else, you make $38 an hour. I guarantee you the majority of these things, with the exception of maybe the accountant and the lawyer and maybe the human resources, you can honestly, all of these other things. So what, like 17 things, um, 18 things, you'll be able to outsource easily for less than $38 an hour. And that's the choice there. Because if you choose to do it DIY, you're taking the opportunity cost away. You're not going to have time to develop yourself or invest in yourself or take that vacation, resharpen that saw if you're continually doing all these things. And it doesn't mean that all these things you need to offshoot immediately. You know, I'm still day to day here at my day spa. I'm still day to day coaching my team and working with my team. But when you have a team that works really well, it's amazing what happens. So I'm going to end with this story. This just happened a couple of days ago. Um, We had a 33-week um, pregnant woman come in for prenatal massage and before she got undressed and on the table she got undressed and she noticed she was bleeding rightfully so she was freaked out because all of us who've been pregnant know blood not a good not good so she is freaking out and Kristen walks into the lady as she's in the hallway trying to call her husband Kristen my office manager takes control make sure her massage therapist stays with her make sure she's comforted calls an ambulance calls the lady's husband and gets that all on the way all of this is going on while half of our air conditioning is down that Kristen's already called about. I didn't find out about any of this, y'all, until everything was wrapped up. Probably about 30 minutes after everything went down. Because when Kristen came into my office to tell me about it, I'm like, oh, God, do you need me? She goes, no, I've already handled it. Do you know how proud I am of me for that? I'm definitely proud of my team, of course. But for me to have instilled the confidence of my team to handle such an emergency without needing mama bear to answer. I am not a babysitter. I'm a business owner. And I want you to be a business owner. And that means that you need to start getting this bullshit stuff off your plate so you can go do the business owner things you need to do. Go do the CEO things you need to do. If you need help with that, again, this is my invitation. Consider joining Spotpreneur Mastermind or getting some private coaching. Again, I am taking applications right now. If you head over to Spapreneur.com and on the very front page in the top, click the work with us button and you will see where you can set up a free call with me. Absolutely free. You can talk. You can meet with me. I really am real. Um, I don't know how you would make me up, but I really am real. And we can talk about what your business goals are and where you're trying to go and how 
maybe I can help you with that. And if I'm not the right person for it, seek out business coaching. It does a world of good. As always, y'all, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me and this podcast. If you don't mind, if you've enjoyed anything about this episode, go ahead and go to your favorite podcast app and leave a rate and review. Um, It really helps other people discover this podcast and it helps me know that you're enjoying this content. And don't forget to join my free Facebook group, Spapreneur Alliance. It's where I love to talk to y'all about Spapreneur and all the things. It's where I host my um, challenges and where I host all that stuff. And everything in there is absolutely 100% free. I just did a free talk in that group about all the things we're doing for the Delta variant and how we're handling people who don't want to come in masked and all that stuff. And, and so it was a really nice conversation. So I'm inviting you to join us. And I will see you next week. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to Spapreneur.com, where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.